0: Hey, hey hey! welcome to Exploring the Prophetic Podcast with Sean Bowles. I'm so excited about our show today. As usual, I'm always excited about the show because I get to hear the best prophetic God stories in the world right here. And today we have a very special guest, one of my personal friends, Charles Stock, who's an apostolic pastoral leader of Life Center in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. It's just a a hub of spiritual activity. Charles is a author of several books. He's also on the global HIM team, which is an apostolic team which covers tens of thousands of churches worldwide. With Pastor Cheon and Pastor in Pasadena, California, he's one of the senior members of the team that helps us to oversee what God's doing through this. And he's a real pioneer in the sense of what he's gone after in their in their lives. And today we're talking about with Charles about how for every provision that God wants to give us. And for every resource he wants to give us, it's all about giving Jesus in the fullness of his reward. But if there's a promise, there's always a provision. If there's a promise of God, he'll always confirm it too, as well, which is really awesome. And Charles has an epic story about their church building and how it was delivered to them. But I love when you hear from people like Charles or like others who've been on the program When God's given them a promise for something, there's always a provision it takes to get there, but there's also a listening ear it takes in the journey of it. So there's usually confirmation upon confirmation. And I love these kinds of stories because it trains us to listen to God for ourselves. So let's go into our interview with Charles. Hey, welcome to the show today. We have Charles Stock on, and Charles is literally one of my favorite pastors in the universe He and his wife are so full of love and so full of just the character that you want to see Jesus emulated through. And he's been such an example to me, even when I was first planning our church here in Los Angeles, I just felt so much comfort that Charles is who he is and that he's walked the way he's walked. And he's told me hours of stories that were inspirations for even making better choices. So I know you're going to love the show today. I think specifically, we're going to talk about how there's resources for kingdom activity. There's things that God has preordained, predestined, and you guys had a pretty epic God story and how you guys got your building. So tell us about this and welcome to the show.
1: Hey, thank you, Sean. It's really great to be with you. Um, and of course, you're one of the favorite people in our building. <laughs> there, you know, that's a little plug. Um, but yeah, so okay, we arrived in Pennsylvania. Didn't know soul. 1987. We were prophetically. Grafted into a situation where we ended up leading a church that was had some challenges. Had been there for a while, and uh, the senior leader had suddenly left. So, and on top of that, we're in the very worst part of the city: the highest crime rate, the lowest um, income rate. Uh, the the drive-by shootings. Uh, oh cars were stolen during our church services. We had to we had to hire off-duty policemen you know, so people wouldn't come <laughs> in and steal stuff during the Sunday services. Now. This would be great if that was my thing, you know. But I'm like this kid that grew up in a resort town in Northern California, and I don't know anything <laughs> about inner city. But God came, you know, and, and so all we knew how to do was pray and worship, and so we did. And on top of that, the building's it, it was a old casket warehouse and showroom,
0: like for caskets Rita. for burial. Yeah,
1: yeah, it, yeah. It was owned by this casket company, <laughs> wow. and it was like
0: no, famous.
1: And so, we're there, and uh, it, so, we have a lot going against us, you know, in terms of, like, church growth potential and all that stuff. So, but you start praying, you start worshiping, and and, and your atmosphere changes, and your possibilities open up. And so, by, <laughs> and, uh, and we just, as soon as we got in the situation, we started meeting strategic people. One of those was Kim Clement in about 1990, oh, wow. 1991, before he was famous, you know, and, so we invited him, and he came a couple times in those first years, and the, I think the second time he was there was 1992. He's ministering. at Saturday morning. He's just giving words of knowledge. He's ministering to Anne specifically, and, uh, and suddenly it shifts into a word for the whole church, and he says, we're going to change the name, and it must be international, And which is why we put the international in. <laughs> and then he says, "And I, and the Lord's going to give you a vast property. It's on a hill, it'll be clearly seen from the freeway, and people will drive by and say, there it is up there, and laws will change because of what takes place in this property, and it's for the purposes of training, and the purposes of counsel, and the purposes of the gospel, and at the right time it shall be given to you, you know, and it's this, I mean, amazing Kim Clement word. And and every like,
0: that was a great impression. For
1: you for <laughs> I love Kim. Rest. <laughs> oh, Kim! I know you're listening in glory. And uh, so, Kim and Shane were were dear friends. They would come every every year for a while there, and then later, not so often, but always at key times. So. People are excited about this, and we're looking around. We can't find anything, you know. I mean, the, there's these ridiculous buildings that are like four hundred thousand square feet, you know, the the Olivetti Underwood building that, you know, we're we couldn't take it, you know, and and but every now and then this word comes up, and we look and we tried a few possibilities on for size, and it never worked, and so years go by, and what we don't know. Is that God is actually building this building? It doesn't wow. exist Ooh. when Kim gives the word. And in 1994 and 1995, when we were totally inebriated from the Toronto outpouring, um, <laughs> this corporation is building this their cra- you know their most prestigious building in their corporate campus, and it's it's. They called it the Global Executive Leadership Center. It was 24-7 video conferencing, and they were training people in 54 nations out of this building. And it was really exotic with wool carpet imported from England and award-winning stainless steel ceilings and marble and, you know, just crazy stuff. And because they were, you know, they were a very profitable company. The company was called AMP, Aeromarine Products Amp and uh, so they build this building now in 1998 that company was taken over in a hostile takeover oh, and wow. the the, co- the company that bought the company puts all these executive properties up for sale in 19 up in 1999 and we're you know we're in the hood we're in this falling apart old casket factory that's so ugly and you know it's just like we can't figure out what to do with it we were bring in architects and say hey could we <laughs> make this better no probably oh my not. gosh
0: should, it's bad of an architect to <laughs> have move, a vision
1: move someplace yeah Whoa. we had some really creative guys and so so um they just none of them were worth it you know they would make very little difference and uh, and so suddenly at this time that this uh, plumbing company is expanding and they want to buy our building. They're like across the street and down the block from us. And so they keep visiting and visiting and visiting. Finally, we think, you know, we should probably see if there's anything out there. Wow. And our our uh, commercial realtor, who's this Jewish guy, um, and he said, wow, this is really interesting. There's never been this much high quality commercial property on the market in Harrisburg at any one time because of this big takeover of the Amp Corporation. So, we looked at a few buildings and, you know, it was like Goldilocks, some were too big, some were too small, some were too ugly, you know. And then we saw the building and we walked in and we thought this is it. And we just knew it was it. Well, I mean, this,
0: let's let's describe this a little bit because you did describe it before but this is a campus this is a gorgeous state of the art still technological building I mean absolutely pristine beautiful building that you walked in and said this any pastor would walk in and go I hope but you guys walked in and knew like this is our building
1: yeah and it's like it's on 15 15.7 acres it has a three story car park that is all clear span um, landscaped into a ravine so it doesn't stick up and it's not really ugly i mean the car park itself costs seven million dollars <laughs> and the whole building t- costs about 20 million dollars to build it's all decked out it's got two wow. million dollars of fiber optics in it which of course are not necessary now but it was a big deal, it, yeah, was a big deal and man. and it was all built in 94 and 95 and it wow. and And so we look at it and go, wow, this is amazing. So we have no money, so we make an offer. And nothing.
0: (laughs) We have no money, but we make an offer.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, it's contingent on the sale of our ugly building in the hood, you know, and da-da-da getting. And they sell it to a real estate investment trust that's huge, and we're, like, bummed out. And, um, But this this prophetic guy from Carlsbad, California, named Woody, said, you know, we were praying on that property. You're going to lose it the first time and get it. But it'll come around again and you'll get it. And I was mad when he said it because, you know, I wanted to get it. Oh, yeah. And so but then after they ignored us, that word started coming back like it's going to come back a second time. So we kept bugging our real estate. guy. He was so mad at us. He thought we were like he actually said, you guys need to get a life, you know, like (laughs) you didn't get the building. There's some other building that you can get, you know, and uh, and look. Amazingly, the deal with the real estate investment trust fell apart in oh, March. Wow. And the very day it fell apart, the the plumbing company gave us a letter of intent to buy our building. So now we have cash. And the realtor calls us and says, Hey, you know, if you have an offer ready tomorrow, you might have a shot at this. <laughs> we said, Are you sitting down? We said, Yeah. We said, We just got an offer on our building. And he's like, ah, you know, how do you guys do this? So we put the offer in the next day and we got this property. The funny thing was the property, it didn't have any like auditorium, you know, like didn't have like a big sanctuary or anything because it wasn't set up for that. So we really uh, were creative for the first couple years. And then by a miracle, we built uh, a big, you know, auditorium sanctuary and some classrooms and uh, and actually when we got that building which was in 1990 it's like the atmosphere shifted in Harrisburg and God started bringing ministries Randy Clark came in 2001 uh Georgian Banoff came in 2006 YWAM came Sean Foyd and the Burn came and like it's just like this training and sending city you know and the amazing, amazing thing is we have great you know, all these people came because we were already friends. You know, we were friends when we were in the in the casket warehouse and uh, and it, it's just God transformed the city. And, you know, some of our friends are transforming the world, you know, and nations and God gave it to us. It took a lot of faith. We you know, we could have lost everything. Um, you know, because we Even though we were stuck in the hood in this warehouse, it worked. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's the doable within your means. And then you went to something that's way beyond.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We were just following the word of the Lord. And then God sent some other great prophetic friends right in that time when we we made the offer and we had to put all our money on the offer. You know, it was like $250,000 every cent we had. We put it in the earnest money, which the deal is: if you don't get all the stuff done, they get to keep that money. Yeah. And so, <laughs> so, so we're there, and we're like, "Oh God, you know, are we going to get all this stuff done? Will we actually? Will somebody actually loan us money to buy this building? Because we had to borrow close to four million dollars." It was not a bad thing buying a twenty million dollar building for four million dollars. $4 That's amazing. But you know, we had never done anything like that, so we were. It was drama, and right in the middle of that, Lou Engel and uh, Jim Gall, came, James Gall, came for a, a prophetic intercession conference, and your your our mutual friend David Dryling came along with James, and uh, mm. and James got up. to to speak and he said before i give my message i have a word for life center god is giving you an amp he's raising your volume he's raising your voltage yes he's giving you an amp an amp and that's what the what the name of the company was and then he he broke into this whole thing and when the apostolic is made personal you know it uh, then he saw the letters switch around. he was having an open vision, and it became an m a p. He says there will be mighty authority in the prophetic, and there will be or there might be a vision for a world training center and front and then he saw the letters switch around again to p a m and and there will be a parade of authentic ministries missions and oh my gosh. Come out from this. And you know, I mean, it was more than just for us, it was like for the city it's really become this amazing place where yeah
0: for sure people come, get trained,
1: go out, change
0: the world. It's affecting everything in your area. It's just when I went there last time I was with my wife Sheree and we were just like, this is just so amazing. And and Charles, you know this the first time I came to your building you guys invited me. I was still on staff in Kansas City. No. I walk in the building and I'm like I've had a dream of the sanctuary. I thought I was going to build this building, and it's it exists somewhere. So then I was like, "Am I going to move here? Like I don't know. Like, is, am I supposed to be? What am I supposed to get out of this?" Because I had such a striking dream about it. I think it was a year before where I saw your building, yeah, and I knew it was so key. And so it's just one of those things where so many wow. people have walked into your into your space that you guys have created with God, and it's been a destiny place. And so I love that. So we're talking about basically there's resource. For every provision that Jesus needs to get his reward. So they needed a building in Harrisburg that really could become the international place that Life Center needed to be. And here God brings you guys this building that should not have been available and should not have been your building, but it's his building. He owns everything and he can deliver the resources. And there's probably a lot of people who are listening. Like, you know, how does the prophetic actually affect you? Like how did, does it mean anything when you get a Or is it just all fluffy. This is not fluffy stuff. This is $20 million of assets for $4 million. That's affecting a whole community. So I love this story. It's so amazing. It's a dream come true.
1: It is, it's really, I used to, when we first happened, I literally, I'd be driving to that building instead of to the, the casket warehouse. (laughs) And I would just be laughing, I would just start laughing. I just was laughing because it was so funny. Like, God, this is like a big joke, like all these banks and TV stations. And there were a lot of businesses that wanted that building. In fact, the the bank that gave us the loan said, "Look, you know, we like you guys, but um, if you fail on this loan, we're not even worried. We would love to have that
0: fund. exactly, exactly <laughs> for our new headquarters. Oh and, my gosh, that's so true. So I can see that. It's
1: like God; it just has this great sense of humor, you know. And uh, uh anyway,
0: well, I want to encourage the listeners, you guys. You can go to uh, their website and you can stream their services, their conferences, their events. They are a hub of supernatural and spiritual activity that is so rare. It's in community with each other. It's not just a conference space, but there's this deep family community there that Charles and Ann have been able to manufacture through their calling and their love. So how do we get to your website?
1: Okay, it's LCMI, Life Center Ministries International, just the initials, LCMI.org. Yes. And then there's a dot a TV. It might be life center dot TV. There's a bunch of different. Um, <laughs>
0: like, that's when you know how busy you are is when you have ages. a million websites and you don't know them all. Right. But you know the main I don't one. know that's them
1: That's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The main one. And you can get to the others from there. And then we have a podcast. Hey, we have podcasts. Yes, it's on that's awesome. And, uh, you know. And, and you're a writer. Uh, so you
0: have several books out. Read Charles's books. You can get them on Amazon and family, Christian bookstores, those bookstores. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. I so appreciate you as usual. But thank you.
1: (laughs) Well, bless you, Sean. Give Sharia a hug for me. I will
0: give Anna a hug for me. We love you guys. I love your church. (laughs) Bye. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today on Exploring the Prophetic. I'm your host, Sean Bowles, and I want to encourage you to continue the conversation with us. Go to our website, www.bowlesministries.com. Also, let's continue the conversation together at our Facebook page. And if you're enjoying the podcast, make sure to subscribe to it. Join me next time where we explore the prophetic together.